you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. This is Hank for Shrink Money Advice. It's Monday, December 19th, 2022. Hopefully this is my last podcast for this year, but I just wanted to, I had to really do this one because of something that's come up and uh, you can agree or disagree with me. And if you disagree, I'd love to hear why. And and the title this week is that your house is not an investment. And I don't know why people seem to have a problem understanding the concept. Let me put out my case. And if you have a case on the other side, why your house is an investment, then it would be great to hear. So unless you're living unless you purchase a duplex which is one of the things i recommend for young people or unless you have a part of your house you're using to rent out for other people your house is not an investment it doesn't produce any income in fact it's an expense everything you do you pretty much are paying in after-tax dollars the taxes on your home property taxes upkeep maintenance the mortgage that you're paying if you have one All of the costs associated with living in your house are expenses. They're not deductible from your income. And and let's just think about that for a minute. If you bought a second home and use it as a rental, say it's a duplex and you have two people, two different families living on either side of that duplex, all of your costs are deductible. Your mortgage, your taxes, if you're paying utilities, you probably should have them pay utilities. But if you're paying utilities, the heat, the hydro, all of that, is deductible from the income you receive from that property. But when you live in your own home, everything is after tax. Everything. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, and, and, and I've kind of already alluded to it, your house does not produce any income. So it's, in my opinion, it's not an investment. Investments produce income. Secondly, you could say, well, there's an expectation that when I sell my house, and by the way, it's tax-free, I'll be able to harvest all of that money. So let's, let's think about that for a minute. Let's say you had purchased a house in the community where I live, a modest home, for $150,000 10 years ago. House is now worth $350,000. And you say to yourself, well, I paid off my mortgage. I worked hard. I can now sell my home and and receive that $350,000 tax-free. But here's the problem. Where are you going to live? Where are you going to live? So if you took that money, that $350,000, you could say it was a speculation. I bought something with the hope that it would go up in the future. That's not always the case. And people who bought a home two years ago, say in Toronto or even my community, now realize that the value of their home has gone down 20%. So the investment they call an investment didn't work. I call that buying a house to live in. So what you need to do if you're thinking of buying a house to live in is take all the costs associated with your house for a year, divide by 12, 
and compare that to the monthly rent in your community. Now, it only makes sense if the difference, because there will be a difference, favoring renting, you take that money and you do something with it as an investment. So if you're gonna buy a bigger car, or you're gonna party more, or you're gonna buy a better set of clothes, we wouldn't consider that a good idea. I wouldn't anyway. But if you're going to do that, you're gonna take the difference and you're gonna invest it in, an, in a duplex perhaps, or, you're, or that you're gonna rent out, or you're gonna land bank, or you're going to buy one or two value stocks that you've worked to figure out are of true value right now. Only then will that make sense. So it's not an investment to buy a home to live in. Please remember that. If someone is trying to sell you a home and says, say, show me how, show me why, well, why would you say that that's an investment? And we're both willing to learn about that. But in my definition for value investing and investing, a home you live in is not an investment. I'm Hank for Shrink Money Advice. You have a, oh, I, I wanted to finish with another quick, uh, quick thing that came up today, actually. I was, um, I had been following a company. It's a REIT and it's a very small REIT that just sort of, started to be around and this REIT is publicly traded I think it's a it's actually a penny stock 15 16 cents something like that and many big companies today like if you took Killam Killam at one point was a penny stock so if you if you look at that you say wow Killam today is worth 18 19 dollars whatever it is 17 dollars and you would say well that's you know that's an example of what can happen if you get the right company and the first thing I look at when I look at a REIT is I say to myself, okay, of all the properties they have, okay, how many, however number of apartments they have, if you take the uh, price of the company, the entire market capitalization of the country, company, what are you actually paying per unit? So what are you paying per apartment? So let me use a simple example. If a company is trading for a million dollars, just for our example here, none of them would, but let's just say that. And they have four apartments. That means each apartment's worth $250,000. That's what you're paying when you buy shares in this company. Whether you buy one share or whether you buy the whole company, that's in essence the value the company is using and, and the value when you when you look at the cost of an apartment. So I looked at, looked at a number of publicly traded companies and I looked at the cost per apartment. And I'll give you some examples. Uh, Minto, that's a REIT that I like uh, quite a bit, um, is at 70, just over $70,000 per apartment. Uh, another that I like a lot, European Residential REIT, is $43,000 an apartment. Uh, now, when I look at this company next living they're at $54,000 historically per apartment and today they announced that they bought some 84 I believe it was apartment unit building and paid millions of dollars which when I did the math turned out to be $404,000 per apartment what are you thinking and and you know I look at that again and I say that you know that can't be true how could that be true well, it's, it looks to me like it's true because they said, and I'll do the math right now, they bought a four-story, 85-unit building 
and it's to appeal to the 55 plus crowd. So they have 85 units and they paid $34 million. So while I'm on this podcast, um, I'm going to go through and we're going to divide 34 million by 85 and see what we get because technically that's what they did. And the answer is $400,000. So they paid, if that's true, the, the published report in the newspapers, they paid $400,000 per apartment. Now let's dig a little deeper at that and say, okay, interest rates today on apartment like that, given, you know, they're commercial, but it's a residential, let's just say they're getting it for 6%. Let's, let's say 5%. Well, at 5%, that means they're going to be paying $20,000 per apartment for interest. Now, you could say, well, they're not going to be putting $400,000 down cash. They're going to be getting some money because they're going to go in their basement and they're going to print some more shares, which this company has a horrific history of doing, which dilutes everyone who owns a share, which means, which means your share is worth less than it was before. Regardless, um, the fact is that's the value they're putting on this purchase. So uh, at $20,000 a year, roughly, they're going to need about uh, $1,750 per month in rent just to cover that off, not to mention all the other costs. So they're probably going to need, in my opinion, if it's $400,000 per, per unit, they're going to need well over $4,000 a month rent to make this even a sort of okay investment, assuming um, they can rent it for that, which they aren't. Their average rental is significantly less than that and would be in this situation. They also purchased this apartment building in a jurisdiction that isn't very friendly um, when it comes to um, property taxes. And I think, I think you have to look at that um, it's in St. John, and it's a New Brunswick is the assumption. Uh, and for us, that's that's a concern. Um, I, I've looked at New Brunswick for many years. Uh, they say that the financing, uh, he says it's relatively cheap. They're going to get a mortgage for $25.7 million. Um, and there's two different mortgages, and he said they're only at 3.06%. So, so that, you know, he's, he assumes is, is a good deal, um, and I just totally disagree. So when you're looking at a REIT um, or an investment in a publicly traded real estate investment trust, have a look at the number of apartments by the, um, the market cap of the company. So what the company is worth, and ask yourself, does this make sense? And how did, how did for example... Um, European residential REIT, how, how did they get to $43,000 per apartment? If I look at uh, flagship communities, they're a, a mobile home land lease community, they're at $25,000 per lot, and uh, they just rent the land underneath each mobile home. So every, every REIT sort of has its own um, 
uh, system, if you will. So have a look at it before you do a purchase. But certainly, I am really happy that I sold Next Living shares. We just had a few for a little while because they made sense. And then I started doing more digging. And they had made a bad announcement like this about, I don't know, a month ago, and I sold everything. And then, of course, today's just seals the deal for me. Not value for me. I mean, they might be great 20 years from now. You might say to yourself, wow, that's a, you know, that's a kill them like 20 grand a share company. But I don't see it today, nor do I want to, because I don't think the management has the gray matter to make this work. I'm Hank for Shrink Money Advice. You have an amazing week. And please remember... The house you live in, in my opinion, is not an investment. You have a great day. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 